we're ready. Good morning. This is MT Clark. Uh, this is the MT for Christ 24-7 podcast, and this is a program we call Bible Study with the Sincatis. As I'm joined this morning by Arthur and Suzanne Sincati, and my wife Tammy Lynn will be sitting in to observe and possibly share uh, a little bit later as uh, we're running a little late this morning, but it's never too late to uh, come to the Lord and to study Amen. his word. So let's uh, change the name. We'll call it Bible study with the Holy Spirit. Bible study with the Holy Spirit. That's what we're hoping and believing for, you know, because he's our teacher, our guide. And, well, you're the author of the study, but, you know, okay. if you well, want to pass that along to the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I'll let him know what's going on. Okay. I always, I always check in periodically to see if uh, he's Bible uh, study with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I'm curious. I don't know. I'll have to change the graphic. Well, I, think, I think the Holy Spirit's with us all the time, whether even, his name is in the the title or not, you silly goose. I didn't even know we had a graphic. What's a graphic? Yeah, we got that little Bible with Bible study with the Zincotis written over it. Nice. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I like that. Yeah. You, you came up with that, didn't you? That's cool. Yeah, it's 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 called copy and hi. It's called copy and copy and paste, and uh, you know. Good job. Right. You know, so yeah, maybe, I mean, I don't know. I don't think I'm worthy to <laughs> Bible study with the Holy, Holy Spirit. Yeah, we'll listen. Right. We'll just sit right. listen. We would just sit and listen, I think. The, the beauty of this, the thing that I love about this is that it's a dialogue, you know, so it, it, that's what I love. But it, it, Bible study with the Holy Spirit, you just sit and listen. Yes. You don't have a lot to, well, what about, and uh, I don't know, you know, I think you're wrong on that Holy Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> no, wrong. So anyway, oh my well, here we are. Let's open in prayer. Father, mm -hmm. thank you so much. And Holy Spirit, please lead us and guide us this mm -hmm. morning, Lord. We do indeed wish to submit to your uh, uh, reign and rule and guidance and teaching and authority in our lives and, and certainly in what we profess and uh, uh, purport to teach. So, Lord, uh, have your way in us this morning as we um, uh, lay ourselves down as a living sacrifice before you, Lord God, and humbly uh, approach your word with a, a genuine sense of awe and reverence. We thank you for it. Thank you for preserving it over the years, making it available to us so readily right now. And uh, we look with joyful hope into your word today and ask uh, for your blessing over our time together. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Blessed hope, huh, dear? Blessed hope. And hope I say does that? not disappoint. I, say, I did say that, didn't mm -hmm. I? Yeah, cool. Hope does, hope does not disappoint. End of study. Everybody go home. Right. Hope, <laughs> hope does not, does not disappoint. disappoint. And that is a, is a beautiful truth and promise. Um, this is the, the, uh, the subject matter and the topic that uh, the Lord really put on my heart today. Uh, I once again went through the archives, was very surprised that I'd never done a piece on, on hope. I think it's such a, a pressing and uh, a piece of our of our existence. Well, so I to think speak. that that's hasn't that been like the um, the banner that 
the, the society has tried to pull on us with the COVID situation, you know, hope. Yeah, with the purple uh, with flag, the, with a purple Obama, square. Obama, yeah. it was hope, you know, and so, I mean, much like everything else, um, the world takes things right. and twists them to their purposes, I think, sometimes. Yeah. Like the rainbow flag, like the, the term hope. Yeah, it depends. Yeah, it's really a matter of what we put our hope in, right? Exactly. Sure, sure. That's it's one of the things we're going to unpack today. Mm. Uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 13, a famous verse coming, uh, uh, bringing in the, the, uh, the end of the love chapter. Mm. Now abide three things, or now abide faith, hope, and love. Uh, so um, that's important. <laughs> Those three are important. <laughs> We might as well look at them. I'm not, not, I'm not prophesying or saying that we're going to look at faith and love next uh, over the next couple of weeks just yet. But uh, uh, I think hope is is pressing, mm. it's a pressing subject matter. And so, since it's uh, in the big three, it it I think it behooves us to ask the question: What is hope? What is it? What what let's let's uh, let's flush that out a little bit. It seems mm. important to know since. Uh, Right now, at any given time, we and everyone listening to my voice is hoping for something. Mm -hmm. That's just part of our life in the in the terra firma here, mm -hmm. uh, where we're filled with hope. We have uh, visions and thoughts and dreams and and ideas about uh, uh, retirement and and next week what next week's gonna look like why'd you look at, at tammy lynn when i don't know i'm that's my, <laughs> i hope we have a good marriage and i hope we have a good future so. right, right. Hope, yeah hope 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 yeah what are you hoping for tammy lynn i don't know <laughs> just to get through this bible study i'm telling yeah. you yeah. you know hope generally you know filters into our prayer life right mm -hmm. Because uh, uh, where do we bring that, you know, that, that realm of the future? Mm. Where do we engage that? We engage it in prayer. I don't, I don't, uh, mm -hmm. I don't look at my crystal ball. I don't have one of those eight balls. Remember <laughs> those back in the 60s, the eight ball? Thing? Yeah. yeah, we hope for healing. We hope for, you know, people to come to Christ. Yes. Uh, we hope for our families, you know, we hope for a lot of things. We do. We mm. do. It interested me. Um, hope is, is forward seeking. It's, it's difficult for us to imagine, for instance, that Adam and Eve may have lived in a world where hope was unnecessary. Mm. Imagine that. It, it, it's, it's, it's actually, I think, it's very difficult to imagine because um, mm. they were uh, satisfied. Uh, completely satisfied. Satan, uh, so here's, I had a, a very theologically contra, uh, a controversial thing here, which mm. Pastor Bill Morgan weighed in on uh, from House of Praise Ministries. Uh, so we will, he can uh, join the conversation, at least in terms of uh, addition. But I said that Satan dangled temptation and opened up a, a hope in Eve. But it was for something that she already had. Mm. Through their disobedience, they lost what they already possessed. And the clock started ticking, corruption set in, and they entered the world of hope. Mm. And so um, 
I posed that question to Bill Bill Morgan last night while I was writing. I, he finally answered me, but I said to him, sorry, we've already gone to press on this. Uh, it's already been sent. He says, in, in Western theology tradition, uh, it follows that the logic train of off the top of my head, he's thinking off the top of his head, what did Satan tempt Eve with? Their eyes were open, knowing good and evil. And it may and it will make them wise. Satan accusation that God was with with was holding out on them. Mm. It was a warm up to the pitch. The ball temptation being open, uh, being open eyes and wisdom. You ask if she had uh, these things already. Um, if she possessed wisdom, she would have rebuked Satan. No, she. Um, uh, let's see, they did not have wisdom, it would be made available to them at a later date. If so, they still uh, did not have wisdom when tempted. Did God instead in, intend for them to become wise? If he planned out that far, it only it's only speculation to know if he had planned an obedient path or not. That being said, I think it's not uh, correct to say they already had wisdom and knowledge of good and evil and lost it. Disobedience is a juvenile act and the opposite of, of wisdom. I think God's ultimate plan is to groom, educate, raise up a bride who chooses him out of love for him without choice provided by Satan. We would not uh, qualify as his bride who chooses him. They uh, and we need maturation process, the process of changing into the likeness of Christ in order to become the bride. The bride is a subordinate peer to Jesus. She possesses knowledge and wisdom. Eve never possessed it, even if uh, the obedient path would eventually give it uh, to her. Next question, did Satan give her hope? Yes, hope to be like God. Mm -hmm. uh, Satan will offer this today, hope to be wise, yet all you get is false sense of your own wisdom. Mm. So I thought that was well said. The yeah, place I, that I, I was going with on, on that was that um, Adam and Eve were, were made in, in God's likeness. So um, in Satan's temptation is you will be like God. So, mm. uh, but it is a controversial subject. Well, I just, I just think that it's also, um, Pastor Bill, brings up the point of maturation to be mature yeah um adam and eve were not very mature at this point true, true. and um, you know <laughs> fresh out of the oven and so mm -hmm. you know the thing is is that but i do agree that the, the the real hope that was opened up for eve was this concept to be like god and i think any mm. child wants to be like their parent you know they want to mm. do things and and then as you see like a teenager or even a young adult, we see this all the time where they, they come into um, their own <laughs> and now they want to have a house the same like their parents and they want to have cars the same like their parents and they want to have a bank account same like their parents, but they don't because they haven't matured because they haven't worked because they haven't, you know, there, there's, <clears throat> this, there's this kind of jump, the, the old adage, the, hor the horse, the cart before the horse kind of thing, mm -hmm. um, rushing in to get something before you're really mature and know how to handle it. Mm, yeah, yeah. 
Yes. So the 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 wisdom of God's eternal plan to mm. raise up a, a bride, to raise up a people for Himself, that uh, uh, He will be our God and we will be His people. Um, even Satan plays in unwittingly to uh, in his folly to the plan of God and started the clock ticking on this this uh, meta narrative, this master plan of God, which is you know we. We pine after the garden, but I truly think that God has something better in store, even mm-hmm. even even richer, even more beautiful. Mm-hmm. Having you know come out of the crucible, having gone through the uh, the the you know the, the season of of distress, so um, that's something that we hope for in this dispensation. We hope for that uh, to see Christ, you know, mm-hmm. Christ's return the millennial kingdom, all the things that we read about are kind of uh, uh, set there before us. And we place our hope on, on that. Uh, the hope differs from faith in that uh, hope is forward looking, whereas faith is possessed in the here and now. Uh, we have faith. Um, Hebrews uh, uh, 11, the, the great faith chapter, now faith is mm. the you know the the um <laughs> well the, well yeah, uh it's, is, it's, is it's the evidence of things hoped for hope right? for right. yeah. <laughs> hope for it's the evidence of things hoped for the, right so um we it's something that we that we possess we can grow faith we know that faith is dynamic we can go from little faith to great faith but uh we've we've got it, it as a matter of fact paul says everyone has been given a measure of faith or the measure mm-hmm. of faith different translations go flip on that mm-hmm. so um uh romans eight twenty four says but hope that is seen is not hope for why does one still hope for what he sees mm-hmm. so again that that hope is is forward looking and as i said in the beginning we all have something we we kind of live in this i i coined actually coined a phrase in some uh, uh times of dissipation myself I, I like to call it the hell of hope you know mm. because you just there are some things that we hope for that are are just we, we hope for deliverance out of some oppression for instance you know well, the scripture does say hope deferred makes the heart sick hope deferred makes the heart sick that's right mm. i think it's proverbs 18 or something mm. like that and that is a I uh, lit on that scripture. I didn't have a place to squeeze it into the outline, so I kind of left it out. But that, thank mm. you for bringing that up because hope deferred makes the heart sick. Imagine if we, if you just you're just steeped in this place of hope that just never comes to fruition. But that's not the way it ends because yeah. the end of the scripture says, "But when it comes, yes, yes, the tree of I think it says the tree, tree of life. life. Yeah, uh, that's true." So when it, when it comes, yeah, when it comes. <laughs> not if it comes, but when it comes. Well, it becomes a, a, a matter of perspective. Um, uh, the again, time uh drags out, it sure does, and so over the you know the process of time, we're gonna look briefly at a- Abraham, but you know, here's Abraham like 13 years before the promise came, which is like what 13 hours to God or something crazy, 13 mm. minutes to God, but 13 years drag out. And of course, he's thinking about this thing, he's chewing on it, he's living in the hell of hope because it's it's dangled before him, but it hasn't come to fruition. And so, you know, Sarah pipes up and says, Look, just 
take my maid servant, please leave me alone. Get get on with this. You want an heir? Go for it. Whatever. Mm -hmm. And so he he um he you know moves in his own. I was going to say flesh, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> flesh, yes. excuse me, everybody. Sorry, but he does. You know, he moves in his own wisdom and, and tries to figure this out on on his own, mm. and and uh, and so that goes badly. Our culture is steeped mm. in hope, but it's it's a very distracted hope. I think. Um, think about that. You know, we talked about it earlier, but we remember the 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 flags with the purple square. Uh, and, and, and I didn't even know what that was. I don't. So what was that? No idea. What that, what that was, from my understanding, was that was part of um, President Obama's initiative to combine the red and blue states. Because oh. when you put red and blue oh. together. Okay, you get a purple square. And his hope was to unite the United States past the two-party Yeah. Um, Headbutting. Yeah. Well, uh -huh. that worked. That was great. Wow. Oh, and, see, and a square is and a square is equal on all sides. A square right. is equal on all sides. It's so very nice symbol happened. symbolism there. Yeah. His hope. Talk about hope deferred. Um, mm. You know that was. Uh, uh, if anything, we've we've only become more divisive. I think. Uh, since Divided, since that yeah. time, but I think uh, uh, if you if you took a quick survey <laughs> of all the folk with the purple square flag, uh, mm. how many people would know what what that what that translates into? Mm. What what are people hoping for? Uh, are they uh, they hoping for an end of suffering, for world peace, a chicken in every pot? A winning season for the Red Sox. I, oh, you know, yeah, honey, these are some of my <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it would be interesting to uh, to ferret people out because I think the hopes, the temporal hopes of, of, of worldliness are, are very distracted. They're kind of like all over the place. You know, I, I wish I had a hope for a set of golf clubs this Christmas, whatever. Well, right? I, I think it's interesting. We, our grandchildren are here um, this weekend. Our middle daughter is getting married. So our eldest son and his wife and the grandchildren are here. And to see the, the three-year-old and the five-year-old, you know, running around and you hear them say things, I hope I get this, or I hope to have an ice cream, you know, and, and it's that childish that, again, I go back to the thought of immaturity. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, that was wisdom we on as adults. Pastor Bill's part. I'm going to have to mm -hmm. uh, give him a, a, a gold star on that. I think so. It's a great guy yeah. and i mean this is all, everything that's coming up is you know our conception of hope and uh right. um, and how that's subjective and yeah. it's, it's based on what you believe um is good um mm -hmm. it's based on our desires it's based on you know and and that purple square the, the idea of it, and that is equality that somehow we're we can't meet all our need you know we can't meet everyone's needs and desires equally um, it's just a misconception. Um, someone's gonna, someone will be unhappy if the Red right. Sox win. <laughs> the <World laughs> exactly. Blasphemy. Uh, all the other teams, uh, you know, will lose. Uh, you know, and um, and in terms of our own personal desires and what we think of as um, good, godly hopes and uh, everything, it's. They could be good, but it, it might not be according to God's God's plan. Yeah. And the 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 thing that 
we notice as we walk in the spirit is that um, our hopes and our desires become conformed to God's desires. Um, you know, sometimes we're hoping for stuff that's not going to come true um, because it's not God's will. And we put ourselves against our agenda, against God's agenda. Absolutely. We have to find, you know, peace, peace in that and, and maybe, you know, hope for something else. Mm. Um, it's a dynamic thing, not a static thing. And, and, sure. sometimes, and when they come, so yeah, some of our hopes are going to come, but not all of them. True. That's very true. Uh, so we could um, distill this down to a, a very, a, a very particular overarching hope. Uh, Psalm 42 is my next go-to here. The mm. psalmist identifies his anxiety, uh, the oppression and reproach of his enemies. Mm -hmm. And the solution is to hope in God. Mm -hmm. uh, let's read that. Would you read Psalm 40, 42, honey? I see that you're open to the it. The whole yeah. Psalm? Yeah. As a deer pants for the water, so mm. my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night, while they constantly say to me, where is your God? Mm. When I remember these things, I pour out my soul within me, for I used to go with the multitude. I went with them into the house of God, with the voice of joy and praise. With the multitude, I kept my pilgrim feast. Why are you cast down, old soul? And why do you disquiet within me? Hope in God. For I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Oh, my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I shall remember you from the land of Jordan, from the heights of Hermon, from the hills of Mizar. Deep calls to deep at the voice of your waterfalls and all your waves billows have gone over me. The Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime and in the night his song shall be with me. Mm. A prayer to God, to God of my life. I will say to God, my rock. Why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of my enemies? As with the breaking of my bones, my enemies reproach me that while they say to me all day long, where is your God? Why are you cast down, O soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God. Mm. I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. Mm. Yeah, that's a great Psalm. It's beautiful images. And we see the psalmist moving from a place of lack or a place of uh, confusion uh, to seeing kind of off in the distance or somewhere. Uh, actually, you know, it seems quite available to him. He's he's uh, he is uh, wagging his finger at his own soul and saying, mm -hmm. "Your hope is in God, yes. not uh, and and praise Him." Uh, and uh, yeah, and it, that's always available to us. We can to do that, that at a, a moment's. It's not a psalm of, of oh, I'm so cast down. It's more like, like you said, the wagon. Why are you cast down? What's wrong with you? Come yep. on, back up. Let's go. Come on. Right, Let's and it, and it's a response to suffering too. I mean, it, it, his enemies are reproaching him. To, you it know, doubting his faith, saying, "Where is your God?" Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's. It's it's a reminder, um, you know, to himself to as we hope in God and and our hope is that He will He will direct our path to a good place. Exactly, exactly. I, you know, we do. We have people that say to us, you know, and and even Jesus on hanging on the cross, they said, "Call out to your God and see if He'll save you." You know. Yeah. Mm. There's always going to be those people that will come alongside you and say, you know, oh, you're going through a hard time? Where's your God? 
Mm. Where's your guy now? Yeah. Well, mm. he's still there. Yeah. He's mm. still right there. He's never and left I will us. continue to praise him and I will continue to find joy in him yeah. and I will continue yeah. to join with the multitude and go in and sing and, you know, still be quiet. Sure. Mm -hmm. That's a great and important dynamic. It's always available to us. He's never left us or forsaken us. It may sound, it sounds a little poetic to hope in, hope in God. So what does that mean? Uh, is it a for, is it a mental ascent? Do we, is it Pollyanna-ish? Do we just, are we just your arms falling off, bleeding? You, you know, you're supposed to, oh, uh, you praise the Lord, brother. Is, is, is that, uh, it, it, it says in the Psalm, uh, which is a favorite uh, um, verse or concept to me. A deep calls on out unto oh, deep, yes. and you know this is the this is the we're talking about the depth of our soul here. Mm -hmm. we're, talking, we're not talking about some Pollyanna-ish superficial. Well, praise the Lord, you know. Yes, you know the house is burning down, but praise the Lord. Uh, pass the ammunition. No, th this is a deep mm. settlement in our soul that although my enemies reproach me, although mm -hmm. things aren't going well, I will yet praise mm -hmm. my God because my hope mm -hmm. is in him. Mm -hmm. It's This mm -hmm. is not a, a temporal thing. Houses will come and go. Health will fail. Mm -hmm. you know, things will happen. But my hope is in God. And, and part of that is in the here and now. But we see through a mirror dimly. We're going to get to that. But uh, uh, and part of it is 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 often in in the future, mm. and mm. and so and that's okay. Uh, as believers, our deepest hope is to see Jesus face to face. Mm -hmm. and there's just mm -hmm. such a pressing, gnawing hope in in, uh, in us in our souls. Our uh, passage in First Corinthians speaks to that. In verse 12, it says, for we see now in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. So mm -hmm. then is future speaking. There is a then involved here. And then we will see him face to face. And we just we just pine after that. Uh, Moses wanted to see the face of God. And interestingly enough, he does, you know, on the Mount of Transfiguration. He, he's, he speaks with Jesus face to face. Um, it's a beautiful, uh, gripping dynamic that mm. draws us into this uh this place uh, a beautiful place of hope uh, you know mm. leaving the hell of hope and stepping into that uh that that the broad heaven. that the, the heaven, heaven of hope, hope. The, mm. the broad field uh many lesser hopes compel us through this life until the day until that day otherwise we we may despair um like job did when he says my days are are swifter than a weaver's shuttle and are spent without hope. Um, Job was in the crucible. He was in he was in a hard place. And one of the ugliest places to be in life is when we just completely despair of hope. When hope is just completely drained from us, uh, and it, that's uh, that's a that that's a place where um, you know people contemplate suicide. Mm. You know, when 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 hope is is just lost, mm. that's a place where just all kinds of uh, um, craziness. It, we open our hearts to craziness. I remember Pastor Chris in one of our five thirty Bible studies. He said um, uh, something about babies in a third world country or in a in a, um, a maternity ward that mm -hmm. were completely neglected. 
and you went in for for weeks months neglect and you went in there and they didn't even cry mm. because they had lost hope mm. so they didn't even cry anymore and this this loss of of hope is uh is a very ugly can can be a very ugly human condition uh, we found out last week we're chatting with our friend father mikola uh, the ukrainian priest who lives with us and He's away on vacation visiting his son and uh, grandkids in Florida. But I found out for the first time, I didn't know this. I don't know how that information, but he, I knew he was in a, I knew he was in a concentration camp during World War II, but I didn't know he was in Dachau. He was in Dachau during World War, uh, the latter part of the, the as, a, worst, as a kid uh, at five years old. Machines. And he said they had, they had three camps. They had a POW camp for war prisoners, they had refugee camp, which he was in, and then they had the Jewish camp. And mm. they could see what was going on. They knew what was going on in the Jewish camp. And mm. as a matter of fact, uh, the, the refugees were afraid to take showers because mm -hmm. they knew what was going on. So, mm. and, and man and Satan have become very adept at, at stripping people of hope. Yeah. Uh, mm. so, so that's a... a, a uh, a mm -hmm. very very <clears throat> ugly human condition and it's it's a it's an you know it's it's listed as one of the big three essentials in that first corinth uh you know that first corinthians 13 uh yeah. at the the conclusion of that because it's an essential for our lives mm -hmm. um you know when we um you know they, they they've done studies of learned hopelessness well the what does that look like? Well, learned hopelessness means that we don't even respond anymore to try to change our situation, um, that um, we've lost all hope that anything we do will make a difference, uh, will, yeah, yeah, will change. And, and in the narrative of someone contemplating suicide, you often hear that there's nothing they can do to change their situation, um, that they're damned if they do or they're damned if they don't. Well, that's a lie from the pit of hell because, right. um, you know, anything we can change our situations in yeah. life. Uh, but the, the thing that it's clouded is our vision. Yeah. And um, when we don't have a, we don't have a vision, what uh, I think the verses that the national parish or something like that in the old Testament, um, you know, there's no, where there's no vision. Um, and that's a part of it's forward looking and it's, it's what our hope is. And yeah. um you know, in the terra firma, in places like Dachau, it can be very hard to hard to see um, anything good or anything to hope in. Um, Victor Frankel's book on his experience uh, in in that time, um, he realized that he had no control over anything. Yeah. Uh, in that environment, but he could control his mood or, you know, yeah, his, yeah, yeah. his response. Right. And, and um, that's the, that, that was the truth. He, he had that perspective. Um, but as Christians, um, we have a, we have a, we have a bigger perspective. And I love the point, uh, the fact you pointed it out in Titus uh, 2.13 uh, for the blessed hope of, uh, mm -hmm. uh, which is the appearing of, of, of Jesus Christ and that he's going to appear to us one way or the other. We're either going to see him when we're absent from our bodies um, or he's going to return. Um, but that's the hope we can hold on to that. This, this life has been this life as I, uh, as I, I teach in uh, my discipleship classes, 
our our lives have been redeemed. Our value has been has been found in Christ. Um, you know, we are valuable because we we've been we've been given the life everlasting and the knowledge of the truth of who we are in Christ. And that's a hope that really should never give out, um, regardless of our circumstances. Um, and even, you know, I mean, there's the small hope of, you know, recognition of uh, the changing environments, uh, you know, every moment, every present moment is a moment you can rejoice in that you're alive. But there's the big, the big hope um, that we can rejoice in, in the fact that we will never die in Christ. Yeah, absolutely. Indeed. And the other thing that you guys made me think of when you're talking about the two different experiences in the concentration camps of World War II, you, you have the difference between Anne Frank and Corey Tin Boom. Mm-hmm. And Anne Frank lost hope a week before the, her, her camp was rescued because someone told her that her father had died, mm-hmm. but he had not. Yeah, which wasn't even true. It was a yeah. lie. And so mm-hmm. she stopped, she ended up dying before they were able to, to rescue them. But Corey Ten Boom, through the whole experience, she hoped, she yeah. hoped and hoped, and she has become a quite a voice Indeed. for hope. Yeah. So, you know, dear watcher, dear listener, please, if you're yeah. considering yeah. to be so hopeless, we're telling you don't. Yeah, change mm. is at the core of our Christian experience, and it, it is happening as slowly as it may mm-hmm. be. He is changing us into the image of his son. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend Dan Knapp inadvertently uh, weighed in yesterday morning. We had a, a men's Bible study here, and Dan really hit a home run with a solid word. It was an excellent word. And he lit on this subject in 1 Thessalonians 5, 8. It says, but let us uh, who are of the day be sober, put on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet of uh, the and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. Mm-hmm. So we identify hope as a helmet. Helmet, uh, which guards our our uh, our mind and our thinking, mm-hmm. our head, our head, which is Christ. I was going to say, mm-hmm. almost, not in the head that you know we were talking about all the crazy things that come up when you feel like you're in a hopeless situation. That's where all the crazy <laughs> right. talk starts happening. It's yes, in your head. that's true. Yep. This mm-hmm. is going to be worse, and this is going to be bad, and oh, what about this, and oh, what about that, and, yep. and it's kind of like I shush, 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 shush. So we have to, we do have to try and and fill our heads with. The word of God, hmm. because that's where the hope is going to come from. Indeed. Yeah, that's the renewing of the mind, uh, sowing uh, uh, hope in, into our hearts, getting a glimpse of the big picture, getting a glimpse of, of what lies ahead. Pastor Finn used to say that Satan uh, can only um, come at you with circumstances, and circumstances are subject to change. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Oftentimes, it's just a matter of waiting out a situation long enough. It really is, yeah. From a funny perspective, it makes me think of what my brother says about the weather in Texas. You don't like the weather right now? Eh, just wait a minute. It'll change. <laughs> It'll change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, so uh, back to Paul uh, speaking about Abraham, who believed God, and it was accounted to him as righteousness. Mm-hmm. In Romans 4.18, Paul says, who, contrary to hope in hope believed so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken what was spoken to mm-hmm, him mm-hmm. abraham didn't even see in in his lifetime uh you know the 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 major outpouring uh, mm-hmm. of, of the promise but he was given a promise and uh we see the fulfillment of of this 
and it encourages us now because we we can look back in hindsight we have the scripture we know that 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 promises has come into fruition for uh th that was given to abraham but he latched onto it mm -hmm. and like a bulldog and he now we talked about how because of time because we're you know that's a that's Trapped a problem for us we're mm -hmm. waiting in line at the supermarket and the person in front of us you know is just fumbling with their looking in their purse for the last little lint laden piece of coinage and uh and that falls on the floor you know and you're like don't they know that i have to be somewhere <laughs> we wait i picked up a a great book which i'm, I'm going to read a quote from it's Andrew Murray's uh, Waiting on God, mm -hmm. which I've read before, but I'm going to do it as a book study with a couple of uh, uh, young people. And um, waiting upon God is a, an essential dynamic in our Christian life. Uh, we live in the space-time continuum, and we're kind of just oppressed by that in a sense. God doesn't live. He, he, he really doesn't care that this is taking too long uh it's not taking too long to him it's he's right on schedule it's mm -hmm. just as long as he's planned and mapped the whole thing out mm -hmm. and for us it's just uh, you know wearying sometimes mm -hmm. and abraham was weary like he received a promise and then silence <laughs> like oh what's up was that was that my you know uh was that a bad falafel that i wrote ate what you know what's what's the story with with that and right. well with, I, I love the fact that you bring up abraham because abraham he received the call and he left everything he knew uh behind yep. uh to, to follow the hope that was set before him um, yes you know um that uh he would be a father of many nations and so we followed God into the, you know, into uncharted territory and he kept going yes. and he tarried um, yep. years. I mean, tarried, um, you know, 10 years from the time he heard, I believe, uh, you know, basically was given the promise before he saw uh, a son <laughs> to yep. begin to, you know, you had to have the first son <laughs> to have be a father of many nations. And he was an old man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he got that promise and uh, they did it in their own, you know, yeah. uh, they thought maybe they could push again, man's, even Abraham who hoped um, was influenced by his wife to take a shortcut, you know, use right. Hagar over here. What could happen? <sighs> well, it's, it's called, it's called uh, uh, our enemies, our future enemies will spring from our own loins um, through Hagar um, and, uh, and our, and, and our close associate lot, his children, his children, um, you know? Um, so yeah. Um, you have to persevere and wait on God. And, um, but in the meantime, we're to be faithful, uh, to yep. follow the, follow the call into uncharted territory to do right. the right thing and to save lot, even though we probably shouldn't, um, because he, he decided yep. to go another way. And yep. so we're called to do things that we might not, you know, yep. we might, <laughs> we might want to let people, uh, fall into the, the holes they, they walk towards. Um, but, but the Lord calls us to do the right thing and to keep yeah, going yeah. You know, and in, to in hope. A similar, in a similar bent of thinking, 
we uh, just finished reading Ruth in our uh, daily devotional. And in, in Ruth 1.12, Naomi is speaking, and she speaks to her daughter-in-laws and says, turn back, my daughters, go, for I am too old to have a husband. If I should say I have hope, if I should have a husband tonight and should also bear sons, would you wait for them till they are grown? So she's compelling her daughter-in-law because she just she doesn't see the big picture. So and she's she lost, lost hope, hope mm -hmm. that there will be any possibility of this having a favorable outcome. But yet, you know, God had another plan and uh, a favorable outcome was mm -hmm. was the, redeemer, uh, the kinsman redeemer. The kinsman redeemer. So it, mm -hmm. it, it wasn't exactly she was fixated on on one Way. thought pattern mm -hmm. or one sphere. You know, uh, could I have a, 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 a could I get married and have a son like tomorrow? And then you'd have to wait, you know, 20 years for him to grow up. Are you willing to wait that long? So she's got this one. And we often do that. Mm -hmm. You know, we often ratchet into the negative uh, scenario. And there are like a hundred scenarios in front of us, but we ratchet in on the negative scenario for some mm -hmm. reason. I don't know why. And, uh, and then, and, and in the midst of that, God has the perfect scenario. Um, uh, Absolutely. In my personal life, I would say, uh, you know, in contemplating my marriage with Tammy Lent, you know, I was like, well, we, we are both divorcees. We have issues and children and how two households and, and my contemplation, just like Naomi, I had great, great faith. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, and I, I, it was my determination that, uh, you know, according to my calculations, uh, in 10 to 15 years, we should be at a place where we could, we could possibly think about coming together uh, when, when our children grow and when we have all things figured out. Um, but, but, but the God, God calls us to hope. And, and I was given a revelation that, you know, uh, as I tell Tammy Lynn, there is no other, um, this is the one. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, very sheepishly, but, you know, boldly, uh, walked into the call that I heard. Um, it was the call on my life, um, to, to make Tammy Lynn my wife and to, figure it out as we go. And uh, yeah, we're, we're in the process of doing that now. You know? I think that's, that's what God calls us to do. He doesn't call us to figure it out. Mm. He calls us to walk in it as we go. Right. <laughs> right. And enjoy and trust enjoy the, the, old, the old yeah. song, the old Baptist song, trust and trust obey. And obey. Right. Where there's no yep. other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust yeah. and obey. Yeah. But sometimes we all think that if we knew everything, Oh, uh. Then every then we would be okay, but guaranteed if you knew everything, uh, I would you know, knew. Yeah. Right. I kind of like kept in the dark a little bit, Lord. You know that's fine. It's fine. Get me through today, Amen. With joy and peace and happiness, and then I'll walk tomorrow with you. Yeah, yeah. And, and I love you. and I love your use of Ruth there because Ruth is really. Now, Naomi thinks of, well, how, how do we, how could we get, you know, saved or delivered? Well, through a male child, if I have a kid, we'd have to wait. And so in her conception, that's the only way a woman could be delivered, you know, or yep. whatever, through a son or, or whatever. Um, and, but that wasn't the plan. Uh, the plan was to, for to come through Ruth and talk about hard times. She's gleaning the leftovers from the field to, right. to feed themselves. You know, they were, you know, on the, you know, as low as poverty could, 
could get. And, um, you know, um, um, Boaz wasn't exactly a young strapping lad. uh, (laughs) And there was another one, you know, that, you know, to claim that right, that should have done it in the first place, but they didn't, they didn't pick up and pick it up. Um, And so it wasn't this fairy tale story, but it turned out to be a happy ending because because the 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 challenges were overcome uh the conceptions were brought in line with god's will as as opposed to what we thought would work it out and it turns out that uh, you know this story was used as part of the narrative of christ because it's it's through that line um of biology that that the the messiah comes and it's exactly. and it's you know shows that perfect people um can be part of the story of god yes imperfect people. yeah imperfect yeah. imperfect yeah imperfect yeah. people see i i prove it by by saying the wrong thing <laughs> but these are places where uh faith and and hope it's almost difficult to draw the lines uh in the mm-hmm. abraham narrative uh, in Ruth with Ruth and, and Naomi and, and Boaz, it's difficult where uh, to, to really distinguish, but um, uh, I think you can, you know, you maybe map it out in hindsight, but uh, we're walking by faith into hope. <laughs> that's, I think that's a, a pretty succinct way of putting it. Interesting little side piece about the book of Ruth, which I love it because I'm a sucker for a good love story. And, mm just there are some beautiful images i just and i am a sucker for um like a dedicated friendship you know when when ruth says to naomi uh your god will be my god and your people will be my people and she cling clings to naomi in spite of her brokenness maybe because because of her brokenness but abraham link not lincoln i'm sorry uh uh, Benjamin Franklin was part of a book reading club, I think, in, I want to say in Paris when he was there. And um, uh, everybody would bring something to the table. Everybody would read or they'd read together. Uh, I'm thinking off the top of my head, remembering this, the account of this. Lincoln brings, who is like no theologian or uh, I mean, Franklin, Franklin, Franklin brings the book of Ruth and he reads it to the club and they are just mesmerized by it. Everybody is just uh, um, uh, captivated by the, by the story and want to know what it is and where it's from. And and then he says, well, it's from the Bible and they're just flabbergasted. Yeah, exactly. That was it. No, not that. I have to read the, the, details but, of but in that i mean the beginning of the story it really shows you know well i guess things didn't work out you know yeah. the, uh, you know uh naomi has two two daughter-in-laws two yeah. sons who are dead and yeah. it's like okay things didn't work out like we thought yeah. they would um i'll release you guys you know you married my sons god bless you but you know i'll release you to go you know go go back to your people that you came from and one of the daughters says yep uh, it was nice knowing you naomi i'll see you later and you know that's the way of the world go back to your your culture go back to your 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 heritage um whereas you know well well naomi you're you're of the nation of israel you're god's people i'm gonna go with you your god will be my god 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wasn't just in it for, you know, for whatever. I, there was something as, as part of the faith that I want to be a part of. And uh, I didn't give up on that commitment, even though my son yeah. is gone. Uh, your son is gone. And, I right, up, right. and I'm not going to give up on you. And off we go. And we go back. We go back to where we're supposed to go, uh, to the Holy Land, you know, basically where all this 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 narrative happens. Um, yeah. And God's there to meet him, you know. Yeah. So. A couple of weeks ago, uh, we did the piece on the um, narrative dynamic of God's word, that this is a story. Mm. And, and the book of Ruth is a story within the story with all the components of the meta narrative. Yeah. And that's part of the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. So we we likewise have promises from God. We mm-hmm. have promises from God, right? Mm-hmm. It was Luther who said there are no commandments in the Bible. There are only promises. Not quite, but well, mm-hmm. I don't know why he said that. I am just <laughs> that's a <laughs> minor. I'm sure there was more than more to it than that. But we have promises from God, and of those promises, we can know. Uh, what we possess and what lies before us. So we've got those two dimensions. We we you know we stand in victory. Uh, we have the victory, but yet we have to we have to walk. We definitely have to walk out some battles, right? Yeah. Uh, that's that's just one example. In the realm of what lies before us, our commandment oftentimes is to wait. To wait. And Psalm thirty three eighteen says, "Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear Him." upon them that hope in his mercy to deliver their soul from death. Mm. Uh, death is the pressing uh, specter. And of course we hope that death isn't, isn't the end of the story. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we have sufficient evidence that, that says uh, uh, it's contrary. But as I said, Andrew Murray writes, the eye of the Lord is on them that fear. This is the, this is the verse on mm-hmm. them that fear that hope in his mercy, fear and hope are generally thought to be in conflict with each other. In the presence and worship of God, they are found side by side in perfect and beautiful harmony. Uh, And this is this because in God himself, all apparent contradictions are reconciled. Mm -hmm. Righteousness and peace, judgment and mercy, holiness and love, infinite power and and, and finite Uh, gentleness, a majesty that is exalted above all heaven in a condescension that bows very low, meets, meet and kiss each other. So uh, I love the way the the beauty of the way that God does reconcile uh, the contradictions that that seem to be uh, plaguing us in in life. And, And again, that's that's one of the pressing hopes that we yearn for, a, a recon- mm. rec- the hope of reconciliation. Mm. Surely on the, on the natural plane, you know, that blacks would be reconciled with whites and Democrats with Republicans and, you know, and, and people from Ethiopia would reconcile with whoever they're not reconciling it. I don't know, but reconciliation is big, but certainly reconciliation just within our our own hearts, the contradictions that we perceive are, are so pressing in life that we mm-hmm. that we uh, um, 
Right. And, and all those, all those little examples you put there of people at odds with one another, they don't have anything in common. Um, but meanwhile, we would all have God in common if we would but follow him. Indeed. Sure. You know, yeah. That's, that's the, you know, why can't we all come together? You know, it's because we disagree. Um, one thing we can agree on, if we could, if we could uh, agree on is that God, you know, Jesus is Lord and God is sovereign and we should, and we, we have his revelation of how we should live and we should, we should live about, uh, according to it. And uh, unfortunately we, instead we agree to disagree and uh, think we can have a harmony and a peace when we all agree different things. And, yeah. you know, this, you know, this, you know I think, I, I, think I agree with both of you on that um, makes me think of uh, again we're reading through the bible in a year we've been going through the judges and one of the things that keeps popping up one phrase that keeps popping up and they did what was right in their own eyes in their own eyes yeah yeah and i think that that's where we we all trip ourselves up is that when we think that we're doing what's right in our own eyes hmm. yeah, as mark and you and arthur bring up if we just look in the bible if we just look at the word if we just looked what god said yeah and do that right yeah right and in in that fear and hope i mean uh you know fear fear of god is the beginning of wisdom um and what does that look like i mean yeah we realize he is all powerful and he determines our future uh, destiny um but it's also respect uh, because he's so powerful, because he controls our the ultimate uh, destiny, our ultimate destiny, we should fear him and respect him and obey, yeah. follow him, obey him, instead of rebelling against him or running from him or or whatever. And therein lies our hope. Yeah, yeah, he is our hope. Indeed, uh, we lit on the uh, on this um, the the whole coexist crowd yeah it's it's a noble aspiration it's a very noble aspiration we all again yearn for that in a certain dimension but well, where there is with this foundational and fundamental disagreement um you know you there are some things you just you just can't you, you know a, a basic disagreement you just for instance so you know between islam and christianity the quran says allah has no son all right well <laughs> how are we going to coexist on this one what do it this and the sun is 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 the is this is, is the centerpiece of, of our faith. So right, because because the best we can do is uh, coexist is to keep separate. Uh, you know, and like you believe what you believe, I believe yeah. what you believe, and we'll try to not clash at all. Yeah. And it just really, it's the definition of, you know, the only, it's peaceful coexistence, right? What's that mean? Yeah. That means that we stay uh, right. away from each other. It doesn't mean we necessarily come together in unity. But there is... Um, but but truth resolves issues, and um, so this is one of those things that it's not just like uh, well you you know you will will what do they call it will agree to disagree. What's mm -hmm. the sense of agreeing with a lie? So because this is a matter that God either has a son or He doesn't mm -hmm. have a son. This is not a uh, an esoteric, right. washy, poetic kind of uh, notion that we're talking about here. That yeah. you're 
well, you're welcome to believe that God has no son. Well, really? Well, <laughs> you know, the scripture says that only by the son <laughs> can you can you be saved. So mm-hmm. this is pretty foundational. So um, yeah, and appeal that back. I mean, you yeah. know, the um, to appeal that back, the, the you know, Islam claims to be from the Abrahamic covenant. They they attest that the Old Testament is true, although distorted or whatever. Well, it points to a, a Messiah, uh, you know, and it's it's a distortion of the image, as they say in the Eastern Eastern Orthodox. Oh, but in all of that, we have hope. We do, and uh, we we have hope for. Um, the, the one true God. That's and, yeah. uh, and for the one new man that uh, um, uh, God promises in in Ephesians. To conclude, we can roll back to Romans chapter eight mm-hmm. and this beautiful account uh, on hope, and it says in in eight twenty five. But if we hope for what we do not see, and this is what we started with, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. Mm-hmm. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our, it helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what we ought to pray for as, as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uh, uttered. So it's but then a, that goes on down. Yeah. Uh, it, to 28. Yeah, go ahead, says, sweetheart. And we know that all things work together for the good yeah. to the who love God and who are called according to his purpose. Yeah. There's a sense of, of hope being deferred by saying, you know, we can't even pray for ourselves and somebody yeah. else, the Holy Spirit has to pray for us. But he moves it on to say he works all things together for the good yeah. to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So we can walk through these bad things, even something as horrible as Dachau and the concentration camps yeah. and what's going on in Ukraine and all these terrible things that are happening worldwide with the hope that God is in control and he is mm. working all things to the good, yeah. which is his salvation, his right. kingdom, redeemer, whatever we right. put together as we're pulling it all back together now. Yeah. This is what we hope in. Yeah. The, the, it's the, not wishy-washy junk. Again, the Ruth passage is a beautiful snapshot of that mm. uh, for all intents and purposes Ruth's hope was drained and she was fixated on one outcome um, and didn't really see a, a methodology whereby eight, Romans 8, 28, all things were going to work together for good. But mm. as she waited upon God and walked, by, walked in faith, stepped out, there were some things that, that had to be done. She had to, she had to be proactive. She had to leave the land of Moab and decide to go back to Bethlehem, back to Israel. And she was different uh, humble herself. She's she was very different looking. Yeah. Years had passed. Um, it didn't uh, uh, erase the, the pain of the past. Uh, uh, her son, and Abimelech, uh, 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 her husband had died. They were still dead, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, but there was a, uh, um, uh, a, a, a working together, a, a, a good outcome here that that precipitated out of that that is just really really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, that concludes our study today. Well, finish up with Romans five five though. Uh, five five. My hope does not disappoint, 
indeed, hope does not disappoint. Uh, back to uh, flipping back to 5-5, five, five, um, for those who live, Love. that's eight, I'm sorry, I was still an eight. I'm stuck in Romans eight. Uh, I, I live in Romans eight. Thanks, honey. Yes, we do. Okay, <laughs> now, now hope does not disappoint because the because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Mm -hmm. Wow, there's yeah. the gift, there's the promise, the promise of the yeah. Holy Spirit, the gift we we that is available. We have received the Holy Spirit. Now the now hope does not disappoint. Does not disappoint. Why? It seems to. No, because the love, remember, we've got that faith, hope, faith, and, love, hope and love, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. To us. Yeah. These, are, these are foundational strong, truths strong that we statements. can um, uh, claim. And it's, and it's very specific here. You know, this is for those yep. who come to Christ. You don't yes. get the Holy Spirit otherwise. And the love of God is truly, truly given to you, you know, through the, your redemption, right. through Christ. Right. Yeah, and as as I I do hope that we always offer to our listeners or our viewers, mm. it is in truth that you want to to seek God as your holy savior. There yeah. is a way. There is a way that 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 is possible for you. Right. And you have to confess that the Lord Jesus Christ is God's Son. As we talked about, there was a con confusion about that, but He is God's Son. That He did come to Earth to save us. That He died on the cross and rose again. Mm -hmm. later, and now sits at the right hand of the Father, interceding for you. Yeah. And should you want to give your heart to Christ, please, you can bow your head and mm, give him to absolutely. give your heart to them, to Him, and and, and you will be saved. Yeah. And you will be saved. And then yeah. seek seek out a, a Bible teaching church wherever you live, wherever you are, please, right. and get some counseling and go speak to a pastor or to a deacon or someone in that church, an elder. They can lead you through mm. the discipleship that you need to have in order to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. So mm -hmm. we do pray for you, dear listener and dear viewer. Amen. Make those choices. Hallelujah. You have hope. Hallelujah. Yeah. All these, have hope. All these uh, notions buttress our faith. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a way to work in. Yeah. I, I got it. I was trying, I had to think up a way. He's the buzzer beater. He got it right in there before oh the God. end of the game. Well, Mark, why don't you close this yeah. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for bringing us together to share our hope uh, that we have, the blessed hope we have of, of the coming of Christ in our lives and uh, the fact that you've come into our lives by showing us uh who you are lord and uh you know showing us that the way the truth and the life of jesus christ was the way to live forever um and that not only do we do, are we guaranteed eternal life uh in uh, beyond our death that uh, we enjoy the life-giving spirit uh, uh that we receive the moment we say yes to jesus as our lord and savior yes. um we we thank you, Lord, for the hope we have every day, and uh, and 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 just knowing that we're part of your kingdom, and that um, no matter what circumstances there are in the world, no matter what the economy is like, no matter what tragedies happen around us, no matter uh, how people disagree and, um, and 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 rally against the truth, we know that the truth will come to be known by all. 
And that's our great hope. And we're, we're hoping, Lord, every day, especially today, that more people will find the hope that, they, that, that is only redeemed in you. Yes. Um, by, by opening eyes, opening hearts uh, to, to make Jesus their Lord and Savior or to, to, you know, uh, uh, to actually follow you. Uh, for somebody who's made that confession, um, but but lives a life of without hope because they're still living like they used to before um, they put, put their faith in Christ. Um, well, we can't have it both ways. Uh, the true hope comes from not only knowing you, but in following you. Yes. And Lord, so we pray today for you to bless the worship services that we go to, uh, to, bre- the, to bless the pastors, to bless the worship teams to stir up people's hearts uh, with the love that they have for you and the love you have for them um, and that they can have hope and whatever situation they, they face. And that uh, there's, as long as there's breath in our lungs, we'll speak Mm -hmm. with hope that um, Christ is Lord and Christ is coming. And um, where we thank you, we praise your holy name in Jesus name. Amen. 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 All right. All right, that can, as Arthur had said, this concludes our study and this concludes our show. We wish everybody who's watching or listening uh, a blessed day and uh, you have a, have a great day, guys. Um, until too, next yeah. week, God bless you all. Yeah, bye-bye.